Hello, Kansas Reflector listeners. I'm reporter Rachel Mebro, and I'm here today with Todd Thornburg, who is an attorney with the state and also a five-time third judicial district judge nominee. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Great. So, I mean, obviously, this is a lot of responsibility, and we're going to circle to where it all starts. Give me a brief overview of your life. Hard to do. Well, I was uh, I was born and raised in Topeka. Uh, I went to Topeka West High School and ultimately ended up attending Washburn University, uh, where I was seeking to earn a degree and ultimately did earn a degree in uh, criminal justice with an emphasis on law enforcement. My desire uh, at that time was to become a state trooper with the Kansas Highway Patrol. Um, Life sort of intervened. I, in 1994, I was doing everything I could to build muscle uh, in my arms and just noticed I wasn't being able to build any muscle in my right bicep. And after uh, a long period of medical uncertainty, I was diagnosed with limb girdle muscular dystrophy. Uh, so that sort of uh, put an end to the dream to become a Kansas Highway Patrolman, so I had to kind of figure out what I was going to do from there. Uh, ultimately, uh, didn't handle it very well. It was a very difficult thing to um, come to grips with, but floundered around doing jobs primarily in customer service for a long period of time and ultimately realized at one point in time that I, uh, while I might, my muscles might have failed me, my brain certainly hadn't, so I decided to go to law school in 2006 and graduated in 2009. Uh, upon graduation, it was somewhat of a difficult year for law school grads. Uh, we were in the Great Recession at that particular point in time. And (laughs) so I ended up taking a job. Um, I kind of wanted to be a prosecutor, but things fell through with the district attorney here in Shawnee County, and I ended up taking a job representing uh, employers in employment insurance hearings for the Kansas Department of Labor. Uh, They were impressed with my work and hired me as um, an administrative hearing officer in uh, 2012. About a year later, I was appointed uh, Chief of Appeals, and in 2015, I transferred to the Legal Division. Uh, here, in about a year and a half ago, I was uh, appointed to the position of Deputy Chief Counsel, and that's that's kind of where I'm at in my legal career right now. <laughs> and, I mean, how's that been going? Like, that seems like a very difficult job. Uh, things have been going pretty well. Uh, the people that I work with are absolutely fantastic um, some of the things that I, I do on a regular basis is I am the um, the counsel for the Kansas Employment Security Board of Review, which is the highest level of appellant body within the agency that adjudicates unemployment insurance claims. Uh, as everybody knows, the uh, the agency hit a pretty rough patch during the pandemic, but um, due to the hard work and um, diligent efforts of the good people who work at the Kansas Department of Labor, we're, we're really kind of getting everything back on track. and and uh, making a go of uh, getting a new modernized computer system to replace the old one that was built in the 70s. So things are on track. Things are going very well there. We always hear a lot about the computer system, mm-hmm. yeah. So tell me about what the um, the third judicial district nominating process is like. Well, uh, if you don't mind, I'll give you some background Please on how do. this whole thing started. Uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't something born of my ego. I was attending a hearing uh, before a particular district judge for whom I have an extreme amount of respect. She is probably one of the most intelligent people I've ever ever encountered. Uh, and she asked me to stay behind after the hearing had concluded. Uh, I thought to myself, what did I do? Thinking that I was, uh, I was in hot water. Uh, but ultimately, she recommended uh, that I, I pursue uh, a judgeship. And so, I, you know, 
not being one that has a, a huge ego, I smiled at her and thanked her very, you know, very nicely and, and went about my way and uh, thought perhaps she wasn't as brilliant as I thought she was initially if she's, <laughs> if she's choosing me. Uh, but then about a week later, I got a call from the then chief judge in Shawnee County and uh, the chief judge echoed the original judge's recommendation. And so that's really how I got started down this path. Um, but you had asked about the process itself. Um, the Third Judicial District Nominating Commission is comprised of six members, uh, three of whom are attorneys who are voted in by the attorneys in the district, and three of whom are lay people who are appointed by the various county commissioners. So it's a total of six individuals. The way the process works is you submit your name for nomination and you fill out a great number of forms. You have uh, an opportunity to submit letters of support from people in the community, whether it be lawyers or, or others um, you know, who are, are somewhat prominent in the community. Uh, they review those and then you sit for an interview. Um, I believe like the last time there were 11 or 12 that, that sat uh, for interviews. And then typically the commission votes thereafter and selects about three of the candidates. Uh, they then are statutorily required to send the names of those individuals to the governor. The governor then has 60 days from the date that the names are transmitted to make a decision uh, as to whether or not uh, or as to which candidate she's going to select. So this is a lengthy process. It is. It's a very lengthy process. And how was it undergoing it the first time? Uh, I, I will tell you that the first time that I, I, I didn't get actually selected by the nominating commission until the second time I tried. Mm -hmm. So the first time that, that I was a nominee, I was ecstatic just to be a nominee. So everything else was, was, uh, was kind of wonderful, just thinking that the nominating commission had sufficient confidence in me to, uh, mm -hmm. to put my name forward to the governor. Um, but it was wonderful being a nominee. Ultimately, the way that process works is you get to fill out uh, a lengthy KBI background mm -hmm. check uh, uh, report form, uh, which is, uh, is a trial in and of itself. And um, then you ultimately sit for an interview with some of the governor's staff. And then you uh, sit with, for an interview with the governor herself. Um, and ultimately, then you await the decision. Yeah. So first time, everything good. What about second time around? Uh, second time around, same process obtained. Um, it was in 2020, and I believe it was April of 2020. So at that particular point in time, the governor, as you might imagine, was extraordinarily busy. So she <laughs> didn't interview the candidates that time, just her staff did. And um, she ultimately made uh, made her decision one would presume based on uh, review of the uh, the information that she had regarding the candidates in the background report as well as uh, you know recommendations from her staff and again this just like it sounds like just uh, being an outsider it sounds like this is a very long exhausting process and you've been through this five times now it, you know it, it really kind of is but it just depends on the type of person you are I, I do put a lot of pressure on myself to succeed and so um, you know it, it's something that I'm always trying to think about how to improve my, my chances of success uh, and 
putting more stress on myself probably than I need to. Uh, but, you know, you, when you're somebody who really thinks that you would be good at something, you really have a, a servant's heart when it comes to things uh, like public service. It's, it's just something you want. And, boy, it, it is something that, that becomes fairly stressful. So you're all right. Yeah. So, I mean, times three through five, was it like the same thing? I mean, at any point did you get discouraged about this process? Well, um, I know the listeners can't see me, but I am in a, um electronic wheelchair. And, you know, being me is not something that is, is the easiest thing in the world. Uh, and I, I, if I was somebody who gave up fairly easily, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't be here talking to you yeah. right now. Uh, but really um, discouraged, yes. I mean, we all want to succeed in endeavors that, that, that we... Uh, that we engage in, uh, but ultimately, you know, the way that I've explained it to others is, is you, when you are engaged in a worthy cause, you have a duty to persist. Mm -hmm. And at least for me personally, um, I have that duty to illustrate to my, my daughters. I have a 14 year old and a six year old daughter, uh, that, that when we are engaged in such a worthy cause, uh, we have a duty to, to persist, to get up off the mat when we get knocked down, uh, and to continue moving forward and to try, try again. Uh, so, uh, to paraphrase Theodore Roosevelt from his citizenship in the Republic speech, that we will, we won't be with those cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. So, frustrating as it is, I will keep at it as long as the nominating commission continues to have confidence in me. Got you. So then we'll circle right back around. So you said it's either five times trying or six times depending on? Uh, it's, uh, I've been nominated five times. Mm -hmm. uh, during that period of time, I've been nominated to fill six different vacancies. At one point in time, uh, Judges Debenham and Parrish both retired around the same time. So the nominating commission sent a group of nominees to fill both of those slots. Mm -hmm. So really, depending on how you look at it, I've been nominated five times, uh, but I've been nominated for six different positions. And in the last round, um, when was that exactly? Most recently? Yeah, most recently. Uh, most recently, the it was uh, I was nominated, I believe, in April and if I'm remembering it correctly, and the um, decision date was in June. So most recently it was June of this year. Got you. And I know you just talked about like disappointment and all that, but I mean, again, this is an exhausting process. It's just like a, a not too long ago. I mean, what was your reaction after that one? Um, you know, almost a feeling of, of futility. Um, but again... I'm not somebody who gives up, mm. so um, I can't say that it doesn't it doesn't uh, hurt for a couple of days afterwards. Um, but the more scar tissue you build, the less things hurt over time. Yeah. So um, as frustrating as it can be, um, all I can do is keep my chin up and move forward. So, do you think a sixth time will be in the? I do. And as a matter of fact, um, Judge Mary Christopher, who I've got a lot of uh, respect for, is, is retiring here pretty soon. And I will appear once again before the, um, the nominating commission. Um, I believe it's on July 24th. 
and go through the interview process with them again and hopefully uh, hopefully get selected to be nominated once again. And have you ever gotten any feedback on like what it, like why you haven't gotten this? Um, I have uh, I've endeavored to ask the um, the appointing authorities um, staff uh, to provide me feedback in order to you know endeavor to see what if anything that I can do to improve my chances uh, and unfortunately it hasn't been a very transparent process and I haven't gotten any kind of response. Okay, so each time, like, I'm assuming after each time uh, you've been passed over, you asked, and then... Uh, I've asked, I, you know, once I'd, I'd been nominated uh, three or four times, uh, that's when I began to, to inquire, mm-hmm. and unfortunately no information has been forthcoming. So, again, a little frustrating here, right? So you don't know what you can do to improve your chances of this? I don't. Or... Gotcha. I don't. Um, and it's... Uh, I'm very much a problem solver, and it's difficult to solve a problem if you don't know what the impediment is. And, I mean, what do you plan to say to the governor's staff when you sit down with them again this upcoming time? Well, I plan to once again explain why I think that I would uh, I would serve well in the capacity of, as a district judge. I think I'm extraordinarily well qualified, um, and, and that's not just me. I, I know there are a lot of very well-respected individuals in the legal community, as well as a great number of individuals uh, who are both active and retired within our judiciary who agree with that assessment, uh, including uh, including those on the highest court in our state. So, um, you know, I, I don't think it's for lack of qualification. I think I'm eminently qualified. Uh, to serve. It's just, um, it's some other variable that I haven't thought of. Uh, I'm an optimistic guy. I'm not a sour grapes type of individual. So um, I will happily and and uh, positively respond to any, any inquiries that, uh, that may be coming my way. And I will, um, you know, continue also to highlight the fact that there's never been a severely disabled individual uh, appointed to a position of this nature in the history of our state. And I think that that is something that, while not for its sake alone, uh, should be dispositive, but should be something that would be considered primarily because I don't, I don't know that there's anybody in a prominent position who's severely disabled in the state of Kansas. Uh, and I think that I could serve as a role model for those who are similarly situated. Um, having had this experience, I can tell you um, that people who who look like me uh, to an extent I won't say suffer because I don't personally suffer I don't let it bother me but you know there just there's very low expectations of people with disabilities based on my personal experience and I think that to illustrate uh, to others who are who are similarly situated that um, you know, while it might be a little bit more difficult, there's nothing that, that we as folks with disabilities can't do if we really put our minds to it and are really wor- willing to put forth the effort uh, to do what we need to do. So that's one of the reasons you'll keep going? Absolutely. Absolutely. Got it. And then if you don't mind, can you tell me a little bit what it's like like having this challenge as a lawyer? Uh, you know, one of the things that I've found is that the people in the legal profession are, are extraordinarily kind and decent. And I haven't had uh, much in the way of difficulty um, 
as a legal professional uh, dealing with some of the uh, the daily routine challenges that that any other lawyer might face. Now, me personally, um, you know, it, it's it's I have to employ people to get me up every day in the morning and 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 go to bed at night and things of that nature. So it is a, a bit of a slog to to engage in my daily routine. But I really just do it because I um, have an founding affinity for the law, and uh, I have a, a couple of little girls that that I'm raising. Uh, along with my my lovely wife Valerie, um, that I have an obligation to show that when we are challenged in life, you know we do what we need to do in order to fulfill our responsibilities. Gotcha. And I mean, what's next for you too? Uh, I just uh, I enjoy being a public servant, uh, and I enjoy the wonderful people that I work with, the Kansas Department of Labor. Um, Secretary Schultz is wonderful. Uh, you know my. Nearest and dearest colleagues, uh, just to give them a shout out, Jessica Bryson, Nicole Allen, Cecilia Resnick, among others, are just wonderful people to work with. And so uh, it's not, you know, I am trying to to become a, a district judge, and obviously it would be inherent that I would have to leave the Department of Labor, but they make it so it's it's pretty nice to, to get the bad news every time because I really enjoy working with those people. Mm-hmm. But again, with no feedback or anything frustrating process you're going to keep going at it is there a certain amount of time when you're like i'm going to be done with this like well um (laughs) i i i consider myself or i i don't think i will ever quit as long as the nominating commission continues to have faith in me i don't think i'll ever quit uh i say that i'm i'm stubborn uh, former Chief Judge Richard Anderson says, no, Todd, uh, you just have grit, and, and grit's kind of an important thing. So however you characterize it, uh, once I've set my mind to do something, uh, I continue at it until until I'm successful. And so I don't think I'll ever quit. It's just not in my DNA. So we get up to 12 times, you're going to be like, keep going? Well, you know, um, Judge Bill Osman over at Shawnee County, I think it took him, and I could be wrong, and he might correct me at some point in time if I am, but I do believe it took him seven times being nominated before he was finally selected, and, and he's enjoyed a wonderful career, and he's a very well-respected judge. So uh, maybe I can break his record. I'm hoping I don't have to, but uh, ultimately... Uh, if that's uh, if that's what it takes, then absolutely twelve times, thirteen times, whatever it takes. <laughs> Sounds good. So, what is like the longest number people have like tried? Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head. I know that uh, Judge Hill on the on the Court of Appeals had to try a number of times before he was appointed. Um, you know, during the I can say that probably in the current administration, I'm the I'm the probably the most uh, not selected individual that uh, that's that's come up for appointment but i don't know what what the what the state record is in the times you've done it like how what's the usual amount of tries is it just one or uh okay just in the times that i've done like, it just from what there's there's been um there's been people who have got it the first time they're nominated you know it might not be the first time they went before the nominating commission but got it the first time they're nominated there have been others who Took them two or three tries before they were they were finally selected, um, but usually I would say it's between one and three. Between one and three. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're a little above it now, but you know, next time around maybe anything's possible. Do they usually give feedback for this sort of thing, or? Um, well, you know, I've only had experience um, during the present administration with this process, so. 
Um, at, at least to my knowledge, feedback's generally not forthcoming. I don't know anything about past administrations because I hadn't started trying until 2019. Right. So no feedback from them. And then have you talked to anyone for advice on this or how oh, do you goodness. prepare for this? I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of good people, uh, who are in my corner, uh, who continue to encourage me to try, including those that, um, that encouraged me in the first place. Uh, and they're still there. They're still behind me. And, um, you know, it, it's been, it's been a frustrating experience as, as I think that we've, well established, but it, it's been wonderful to make friends with some of these people uh, who uh, I hadn't been friends with before. The judges that ultimately recommended that I, I pursue this course, I hadn't met them prior to appearing before them in a professional capacity. So the basis for their opinions wasn't that, oh, Todd and I are best buddies. It was uh, based on my professional competence, professionalism, and things of that nature. But I've gotten to, to get to know them more as people and it's it's really been a good experience so yes i've got a lot of people in my corner and and i bounce ideas off of many of them um and it's been it's been at least fruitful as from that perspective yeah and just as a lawyer looking into this judicial system what do you think of the system overall is this a good system to have to appoint judges yeah i think that um i, I think that overall i think that it, the merit-based system uh, is the system that I would prefer uh, over the system that is used in other uh, districts. Uh, districts are allowed to either use the merit-based system, which is the process I've described for you, or they can elect their judges. For instance, Sedgwick County. Judges are elected in Sedgwick County. Same with Wyandotte County. Um, and I just think that the merit-based selection system is a, is a better, better way to go. Yeah, I know we had some in the recent election cycle. There was a bit of debate about that. Were you following any of that? Uh, I didn't. Uh, I, I know that there has always been, there's been some contention as to, to the way that judges are selected in the state. Um, but I, I wasn't following it too terribly closely because usually that involves uh, appellate courts and, and I'm looking to be appointed to a trial court. So I haven't followed it that closely. Yeah. And is there anything else you'd like to highlight about the legal system here in Kansas or about your job or... Any thoughts you want to throw in here? No, other than, um, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate to have the opportunity to do what I do. I'm fortunate to be a lawyer. Uh, you know, originally I wanted to be a prosecutor, and, and I think I would have done well there. Uh, sometimes life throws curveballs. I'm happy where I'm at now, and I've, I've got a wonderful group of people that I work with. Uh, seems counterintuitive to want to escape them, but... Uh, one of these days, uh, I'll work down the street here at the courthouse as a district judge. It's just a matter of time, and I will continue to maintain the effort with an optimistic view towards things. And I guess I'll end this with a final question. Like, How significant would it be for you to show that someone with disabilities can be a district judge? Uh, judge? I think it would be wonderful, again, to, to hearken back to what I said before, uh, one, it would be a personal accomplishment in that I didn't allow um, the obstacles um, that are in my way to stop me. And two, for the uh, for the other folks who are disabled, to have somebody uh, that could kind of forge the path and illustrate that lots of, of neat things are possible. 
And three, um, the thing that will probably mean the most to me is making my daughters proud. You know, when you're appointed, you ultimately have an investiture ceremony. And that means you're sworn in by another judge and, you know, you have a, you can have a speaker and somebody introduces you and things of that nature. Um, but I've promised my eldest daughter, who's 14 now, um, that when I do get sworn in, because I can no longer raise my arms uh, up, that my eldest daughter will lend me her strength and raise my right hand to take the oath. And when that happens, it's going to be a joyous occasion. It sounds like you've got one of the nicest teenage daughters around. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that for certain, but I think that she'll perform that duty for me without arguing. I think that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so very much for having me, Rachel. It was a pleasure.